Hello, and welcome to You Had Me at Martini. I'm Susan, and I'm joined by my co-host, Melissa. Hi, everyone. And today's topic is kind of COVID and uh, where we are now, our thoughts and feelings on, you know, how it's progressed and everything COVID-related. How we're going forward, how we think about it. Yeah. Yep. All the whole nine yards. But yeah. first... Uh, I'm going to put it out there. I'm not even going to ask you what you're drinking because it's 1030 yeah. in the morning. So I'm just going to tell you I'm having iced coffee. I'm not having a cocktail. Good for you. I'm drinking some water. You know, and I, I think if I said to you I was having a martini, I would hope that you would, um, I don't know, call someone, do oh. an intervention, <laughs> get me in rehab. Yeah, exactly. Something since it is an early morning recording. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Thursday, 1030, <laughs> dirty martini. Susan's got a problem. <laughs> Not unless I'm there with you. If we're in person together, then that's a different story. But oh, is that how it works? Both, okay. Then we could both have the problem, oh, right? Well, okay, that's good. We're both yeah. dysfunctional. That works for me. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay. all right, let's just dive right in. I'm gonna yeah. first uh, kind of pose some I don't know questions that I'm curious your thoughts on. Okay. Um, you know. I've overheard people talking. I've had people say things to me. Um, I was on the train the other day and the conductor was talking to this guy and he was saying like, oh, you know, these masks, you know, this is ridiculous. People have, there's always been the flu. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, and I was sort of peripherally in the conversation and they're like, I don't know anyone who died. And I was like, "Um, I do. (laughs) Like, excuse me, like not directly, but I have friends who've lost parents. I have an old babysitter who lost five, five friends of her own. So they were like, Oh, as though it was the first they'd ever heard that deaths were real. So I went on that premise and I looked up the numbers and I looked up the last seven years for the flu in America and what the, and then, then I averaged them. So on average, we lose 38,000 people annually to the flu and globally we lose anywhere from a hundred to 200,000 annually to the flu. So then I looked up COVID deaths yeah. and in America we've lost known 603,000. And then they say there's another possible 398,000 that might have been COVID. Yeah. And in, and then globally, it said there were 3.9 million known with another possible 14,000 that could be. So that being said, I don't know. I'm thinking no. it's a little more serious than the flu. And then when people say that, I'm like, do you, do you understand the difference? Like the flu was around years and years. And yes, I'm sure when it first became a thing, it was probably a pandemic. And then over years and years and years, decades, people have built up communities, which is why it's not killing us all, but it's different. And I just don't think people want to accept it for whatever reason it is, especially if it didn't hit them directly, right? If it didn't hit their family, if it didn't hit anybody they knew. um, Well, then it doesn't seem real. You know, that's right. It doesn't. So I don't know if it's that they don't want to accept as much as it doesn't seem real to them. And that's why I'm like, well, if you look up the numbers, it's kind of real. No, they don't want to accept the stats, right? They want to, they, it doesn't seem real to them. They can't accept the stats because it's obvious, just like you said, and they've talked about that before. This isn't a flu. We can't treat it like that. The flu, you know, that was, again, this is coming down the road on this conversation, the political 
take on it early on was, you know, this is how it's going to be, but you know, it's, may, but don't you find that so unfortunate because this, yeah. this is all about health and safety yeah. and it really upsets me that it became politicized because yeah. I think that's undermined the health and safety aspect of it, which is first and foremost. Yeah, it's, it's, and I wonder if it's politicized the way it is here in other countries. I don't think so. I, I just, it can't. I mean, other countries are used to, other countries um, take on mask wearing when they get sick or when others get sick. It's just like secondary nature to them. You well, know, not, I mean, are. some countries do that, but I wouldn't say. No, not all of them. But yeah, I mean, most of Asia, right, mm-hmm. is right. Done stuff like that. So they care for each other they care about society they care mm-hmm. what they're you know how they treat other people and that a little bit of the u.s has that they like to think that that's how they treat other people it didn't show that to me right yeah i wonder in england like you know which i think is comparable to the u.s like are they are there people there with the same stance on either side or are they more universally working together i'm just curious and i don't know that there's an answer yeah um All right. So let me ask, because you mentioned the mask thing. I had somebody text me, someone, you know, uh, from my childhood. And she started out saying something about, I know, like, we are coming from different political views, which we've never talked politics. So I'm not sure where that came from. But then she said, oh, I know. She said, I don't want to talk politics because I know we're coming from different views. But, and then she went into this whole diatribe about mask wearing and how, you know, um, she focused on airplanes and how it's so un-American and disgusting how they're treating people. And I start, I, you know, at the time I was so caught off guard. I just sort of got myself out of the conversation, like, oh, how is your child? You know, blah, blah. Yeah. But later I started thinking, okay, so it, if it's un-American that you have to wear a mask on a plane, is it un-American that, for example, you have to stand in line to get on the plane, that you can't uh, have more than one carry-on and one um, under your seat bag? that you can, you know, you can't smoke in on an airplane or for you can't smoke in a restaurant. Like these are all things that we have to do and adhere to as rules that I don't see as any markedly different than wearing a mask. Smoking is a yep. good comparable thing. Like you can't smoke in restaurants anymore because, you know, we know secondhand smoke yeah. is dangerous. Same with planes. Yeah. So how is it or and where I live, my building's a non-smoking apartment building. Yeah. So how is wearing a mask yeah. to keep others safe different it, it's a it's it, it's that's a question you have to ask <clears throat> someone who feels that way because I, I think you and i both feel the same so we it's hard for us to to fathom someone feeling that way because it, it isn't different in my opinion it's not i mean i you're right on the airplanes by the way tsa has extended their mask mandate for airports and airplanes until september 13th I, oh, I thought it was going to go on like indefinitely, which I just kind of, I kind of assumed that travel yeah. and hospitals, any kind of health place, any place where you're, you know, kind of confined like an airplane or whatever, that they were going to continue this. And I was like, you know, I don't, I don't enjoy wearing a mask any more than anyone else does. I, I hate it, but I, it's, it's, it's what I have to do. It's like, I guess I'm a rule follower. I'm like, okay, you know what? Yeah. Like, I can see how that would make other people feel more safe, even if I didn't believe that it helped, which I personally do. But even if I didn't, yeah, if it helped the person next to me feel calmer and safer, I'm okay with that. It's a, it's a, it's a handful of hours out of my life. Well, that's your, that's your, you know, your societal <clears throat> obligation to people, right? You want people, you want to help other people. 
and we want to come together as a country. We want to come together as a community. You want to come together as a group of friends or yeah. So that I, I can totally see that. I didn't, ha I don't have a problem with mask wearing. It's not like I want to wear it around all the time, but it just was like, Oh, okay. I'll put it on. It, you it get never, used to it. It's kind of like, okay, whatever. I just got used to it. But the, the airplane, they may extend that who knows, but well, that's what I it mean, was. Honestly, I, I, I think they should. Well, not, sure. If for no other reason than peace of mind, because I know that, you know, we're, we're re-entering, you yeah. know, things are opening up and I know that different people have different feelings. I know like, for example, my old babysitter, um, you know, she lived in this one room apartment and like was so careful and didn't go anywhere. And she said to me, I saw her recently and she said, you know, I went to my brother's house for the first time since all of this happened. And even though we'd all been vaccinated, she said, I wore my mask the whole time. And after five hours, he wanted me to spend the night. And she said, I didn't tell him I had my stuff in the car. She said, but I was just a nervous wreck and I needed to leave. And so you have to respect that. Like, she's like, I went through so much and it impacted her mental health and she had to go yeah. on medication. And she's like, I went through so much and it was so scary. I'm still scared and it's going to take me time sure. till I feel safe. And so you have to realize there are people out there because she has compromised health issues as do a lot of people. And so you have to realize that even though it is safe, so they tell us it's safe, yeah. you can go if you're vaccinated, yeah. there are people who are still scared and, you know, out of respect for their well-being and their mental health, you do what you have to do. Right. And there are people who are on those, those extremes, right? There's people like that who are, go, are, have suffered and will continue to suffer for the mental impact it had on isolation and all that solidarity time. And of, of course, feeling, you know, scared. Yeah. And there's people on the other extreme, probably the younger crowd that is like, you know, all balls out. It's time to go party again and we can go back to, you know, the bars and the restaurants and the beaches or whatever it is they do. So even though they're and they get vaccinated and they follow the rules, but now they're like, OK, now it's back to normal again. Right. right. And but then there's people kind of in between that are like, sure. OK, like, I mean, I will. Yeah. I'm not wearing my mask typically, but if I got on you know, whether it was a rule or not, I think if I got in an airplane right now, yeah, I think I feel that way I think too. I'd still wear one just yeah. because there's still yeah. a big group of people in yeah. a lot of the Southern states who are not vaccinated. Yeah. There's still a lot. We don't know, even though they say that vaccinated, you're safe there, you know, it was so fast. There's a lot we don't know. So I think just on the off chance, yeah. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to wear a mask. Yeah, I think so. And I think that that would be something that would be very interesting to see how they go forward with it with the airplanes, especially. But even in, in my community, in my area where I'm at, I wear my mask. It's almost instinctual. I just take it out and put it on to the grocery store if I run into Target. And I don't have to because mm -hmm. that's not the mandate in Illinois right now if you're fully vaccinated. But I find myself putting it on and then I just kind of keep it on. It's not... Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's see, not that big a deal to me. Like, okay, I'm here. It's yeah. A, I'll just and wear see, it. I haven't been wearing mine because again, we don't, our mandate now finally is that we don't have to, but I will say like, I always have it with me. Yeah. And like, I found it really interesting. I live across the street from this grocery store and sometimes I go in there and everyone is wearing a mask. And the first time I didn't have my mask on, you could tell people almost leapt away from me. Like I was terrifying. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, clearly I'm, these people are scared. So I put it on. Other times I'm there, no one's wearing one. We're all walking around. No one's really on top of each other. But I kind of, I guess, take the temperature of the room. I have it with me. If I get on the elevator and people in my building um, are wearing it, I'll put it on because I can tell they're uncomfortable. 
And, you know, again, I don't need to do it. I'm vaccinated and, you know, I'm healthy, but I also understand everyone doesn't feel the same way about it. And so I guess there's that fine line of like, you know, respect for others and your respect for others. We've never lived through this before. I mean, this was a year out of everybody's lives that has impacted them on so many different levels. That you were never prepared for. I mean, no no one ever, no no one in this lifetime has lived through this. Yeah. Even the experts weren't prepared for this. I mean, no, nobody in some was. ways they do drills and they have practice sessions on what to do. But when you have to get the country to follow the rules and get behind it, that's that's the difference, right? Well, and also not just the country, but when you have all every the country world. in the world going through right. it and everything yeah. different, they're approaching it differently. So that it's yeah. not like everyone's doing the same thing, then it gets really confusing and convoluted. Yeah. And then everyone wants to pick the side and pick what they think, you know, they believe in and, and, and the grocery store and the target, I mean, you know, I think I see more people wearing them than not, which I do find interesting. Yeah. Mine has been intermittent, but what was really interesting at uh, the grocery store here was the first time when I went in where people were leaping away from me, like I had leprosy, there was, you know, they had taken all the signs off the doors. So there was nothing saying wear a mask. But then the next time I went in, they put a new sign on the door that said, you know, like you're not required to wear a mask, but we ask that you do. So it was kind of like they took the temperature and were like, you know what? People are still scared. We're not going to force it, but we're just going to kind of be like, hey, do you mind? Like maybe just like consider everyone else. Well, I have a thing too about it. I think maybe I've talked about this on another episode or or I know I've talked to you about it. Like, I just think there's things that, and again, I have done neither of these. So I'm not an air airplane, you know, I'm not an attendant, so I don't have to wear my mask the whole time as part of my job. But I do feel that that should be like, I have no problem. Like you said, I'll wear it every time I travel anywhere I go out like that in a confined space, I'll put it on and, and until I don't want to, but for the near future, I don't see why I wouldn't. Even when it's mandated after it's not mandated, I'm probably going to do it. Servers in restaurants. I, I just, I like the idea of them wearing a mask because you know, it's just, they keep, they, they're breathing on your food. They're bringing, you know, again, we yeah, forget COVID just be yeah. kind of nice. If they were wearing exactly. one just you don't know, like, that's yeah. right. And we, and, and again, we've lived without that for, I've lived without that for the, you know, 50 years of my life, right. Without having servers wearing masks. And 50? Wearing masks. Are, you, are you sure it's just 50? <laughs> well, yeah. Why do we say 50 oh, plus? All right, Susan. But <laughs> Um, I, I just feel like that's like one of those things. Now I'm not going to like start, you know, getting on a soapbox about it, but I just feel like, oh, that would be really nice if that would be considered. But again, I'm not a server. I don't have to wear the outfit. I don't have to wear that all day for an eight hour show. Right. Right. It's easier said than done. Like it's easy for us to sit on the other side. So I can, so I can appreciate that, but that, oh, I can, you know, I can have my views. Oh, wouldn't that be nice if we could do that? Right. Sure. Yeah. So, so, anyway. so let me ask you, like, with yeah. your comfort level, going to stores, you're yeah. you're fine now. You just I'm throwing. Fine. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, in fact, I have um, my gym is open, and the gym, I don't wear my mask. I don't even wear it in anymore. They've get they've got the sign on the door. Don't even wear it in. Don't even wear it when I'm working out. And most people are not wearing their mask in the gym. Okay. And so, does, do you have the lucite separators in your gym? Yes. Because my do. gym has those. Yeah, we do, which I, mm-hmm. I think is fantastic. And not on the equipment, pers- not on, like on the treadmills and stuff. Yes. But on yeah, same. the weight yeah, same, same, same. and all the other things. But and no one's wearing masks in there. But the crowd is, you know, our age-ish, mm-hmm. right? And 
I think that everyone's being very respectful of it still and nobody's on top of each other and we're not. Right. So, well, they have our machines only, we have Lucite between them, but then every other machine is also covered and so you can't use it. Yeah. So, we so we're still six feet apart and we have Lucite separators. Yeah. So, you know, the mask would be. Yes. It's, it's just so silly. That's the one place that I become su- really comfortable not having to, but I think still in grocery and I think still, for sure, traveling. I like I said, that's so. How far would you travel? Like, would you go to Europe right now? Would you like? What? How? What are your feelings on traveling outside of the U.S.? Well, uh, you know, I had a trip canceled last year, as I know you've had a couple canceled. Yep. I had one last year canceled with my sisters and my my mom. That was we were really looking forward to, and it's a November December trip. And it's supposed to take place this year. Now we're saying that because it's supposed to take place today. Looking at it, is it going to happen if there's a variant surge or something else changes? Will that change too? Mm-hmm. Cause it is in Europe. Um, but yeah, we're going and I'll wear and what part of Europe will you be in? Uh, we're going like to Vienna to, and, to and you, have you looked at their numbers? Do you have any idea? I how? haven't even looked at it. I think it's too soon to start yeah. expecting that stuff. Right. Cause I think if anything, what they're predicting is if there's a variant, um, it's going to happen in the fall. So right, right. Well, it's like last year, it's like summer, everyone was out. And then it was like, right after that, it just kind of slowly exploded again. Correct. Now I know Europe is having some issues too, right now with the variant that is starting to another Delta. Yes. Um, So, so would I, sure. I mean, if that's how I have to get there and do it, I would. All right. So now you're, so you're there. Would you wear a mask while you're sightseeing outside, inside? I, I don't know what the rules are of the country. I'd have no, to know but your personal feelings. Oh, I, you know, I would, um, not sightseeing. I don't think outside I'm at, at risk. Um, we're going to be on a boat, uh, you know, a little river trip boat. Mm. That, I, I don't know what the protocol is, but I would assume we're also going to have to show proof of vaccination. I think that's going to be a big European thing, which of course is not going to happen completely in the U S because again, because it's it's un-American. It's un-American. Yeah. (laughs) Even though you go travel and they're like, Oh, you can't get in our country without your yellow fever card or your this or that. And we all are like, Oh, okay. You do all of those steps to be safe for other countries, but somehow in our country, it's It's un-American. Yeah. I I don't get that. And I'm not trying to attack anyone, you know, like I, it's just my personal feeling like to each his own, but I mean, I'm perfectly willing to do whatever it is to keep myself or others safe. Yeah. And there, and we're on a, we're on a, it's, it's a river cruise. It's so it's, yeah, I have to be honest with you. I would be nervous about it. Even though they would say everyone had to be vaccinated, I would be wondering about the staff and all of yeah. that. I'd be, I'd be a little nervous because I've been on a cruise. My mom took my daughter and my niece when they uh, graduated high school and myself on what turned out to be a senior citizens cruise. So that was yeah. super fun, but um, it was a small boat. Mm-hmm. And we were, you know, very confined quarters. And I could see, I, I could be a little nervous about that. That's um, what we're doing. It's just, it's for the, it's not, I can't say it's for the elderly. That's not a fair assessment of it, obviously. But it, the, the crowd that tends to go on these cruises is on the, you know, mm-hmm. elderly, retired side, I should say. Okay, well, um, that's okay for us. But I had two correct. 18-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but are they all going to be? I would think so. I don't know how it's set up. So am I going to be nervous? It'll be very interesting to see how it all plays well, out. Well, I would like to believe that before you go, they would send information yeah. explaining yeah. everything you know, from staff yeah. to what their expectations are, what they've done to keep you safe and so forth. And I think it's the same 
in some cases for a lot of places like restaurants now have really gotten so much better. I think that everybody wants their business to come back and thrive and be, you know, of course working and people employed. So they're doing all the steps that they should be doing to make sure because they don't want an outbreak. Nobody wants that. So in some ways, everything does feel slightly safer. They've done really great protocols. Um, You can see people. I I like it. So I think Mm -hmm. that that is going to be something, but that's a a little bit of a long way out. So to your question of how long would I wear the mask and would I wear it? Well, and what happens with the variant between now and then, and how does that change your, your mindset just going anywhere? Yeah, exactly. And so forth. I'll tell you, and then we'll get to like the re-entry thing, but since we're talking about the variant, one of my concerns with this new Delta that they keep talking about is that there are states, Georgia being the, the largest one, but I think it's Mississippi, yeah. maybe Alabama, Alabama. Uh, several of them who uh, the majority of people are not vaccinated. And my concern is this, that if this variant goes crazy there, I get that they're like, I have the right to not be vaccinated. But there are people out there in other areas that um, can't get vaccinated for various reasons, health issues and so forth. And also younger children who can't get vaccinated and if there are these big outbreaks in those states, it's going, it's not like they're all going to be like, oh, I can't leave my state, which means it will travel and it yeah. will imp- impact people who didn't have a choice. And I'm very concerned about that happening and it impacting the, the, those who would love to be vaccinated, but can't. No, that's, so, I, I think that that's, you know, we're definitely below the national goal. I know um, our president had wanted at 70% or 70 something percent by, you know, July. And I think we're at 45. But the problem with that's, that is it's not his fault. Like it's available, no. but it's right. people choosing not to. And that's so right. that's, that's yeah. a real concern of mine because those states, yeah. there's, there's more uh, unvaccinated than vaccinated. And right. this variant is proving to be really aggressive. And I'm just concerned that, that there's going to be another spike and, and it's going to impact everybody. And there's so many reasons for that. Again, it's not just that people don't. It, again, it, that again has unfortunately become kind of a political part of the vaccination protocol for people but i think that those states also have you know demographics there that um you know are are more fearful of it really more fearful it's really Mm -hmm. for them so well there's a lot of misinformation out there there is you know and i mean even that like there's a microchip in it like yeah you know i'm like oh my god um but you know i think there's so much fear that has been planted that people don't know what to do. And I mean, it's unfortunate because in that situation, it's almost a lose-lose because if you don't get it and you end up in one of those, you know, situations where the Delta thing gets you and you, and you know, you or you love one of the people you love gets sick and possibly passes away, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's a concern of mine. Well, sure it is. As I'm sure it is for a lot of people, especially the vaccinated. And we don't know yet what, when we need a booster, how long right, that. Right. I mean, yeah. we are going to go through that cycle of it too. Like, okay, because we haven't really heard much about, okay, you need to get another one every well, I year. I think they're not like sure. The that's I mean, right. that's the thing about this. When that's, I, the, you know, the continuing to have these mandates and wear masks and stuff, it's like, it, it, the yeah. picture is bigger than that because there are still so many unknowns. Right. And so it, the people like my old babysitter who are afraid and whatever, like, I, like, I get it. Like I, I'm at the point where I'm trying to just live my life and do what's respectful, but also, you know, what keeps me sane. Yeah, but I understand that yeah. what that is, is different for each individual. And because there are so many unknowns, you know, 
fear is not, it's not like they're crazy to be fearful because no. we don't have all the answers. We still don't understand fully how this even originated, let alone how to completely eradicate it. Yes. Yeah. So people are going to have to, I think it, it's going to, I think we're going to be learning a process. Yeah, I think this is going to go on for yeah a few more years, of, right. you know, before, I don't know, learning. Yeah. Figuring it out. Oh, never mind. We thought this, but it's really that, you know, and it's, you know, it's again, to your point earlier, it, this has never happened. So when people get all uppity about scientists and blah, 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 it's like, cut them some slack. This has never happened. Yeah, exactly. Like we've never dealt with this before and everyone is just doing their very best to figure it out. And, and especially and in a time like this, right. Where it, where, you know, where people want, again, where it became such an issue on, on two sides of our political spectrum, right? I mean, I don't think anyone thought something like this would have turned out like this. No, because no, not at all. I don't think I the mean, scientists did either. I think the scientists were like, here, here's what we have to do. It sucks. It's not a great, you know, we've never had to do it. But what has what has ever been asked of us as a nation, right? We've never had right. to do I mean, war. We've lifetime, never had to do any. We haven't had a world war. We, have, you no. know, any, we haven't right. had to deal with any of that. You know, I mean, we had... 9-11, which killed, like, I want to say 3,000 people. But so look, how the, look how New York came together for that. Look at how the yes. country came Well, I was living in New York, that. and I mean, I have to yeah. tell you, it was amazing. Like, people mm -hmm. were so mm -hmm. kind to each other, and everyone was just Correct. like, what can I do to help you? And, right. and like, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. It's A really unfortunate thing. that it's been politicized. Yeah. So yeah. let's move on from that so we sure. don't piss too many people off. Um, yeah. I was <laughs> reading an article back to reentry. And it was talking about, and I think I sent this to you, extroverts and introverts. And they mm -hmm. were saying, like, in the beginning of COVID, they both did okay. Extroverts tend to have, I guess, more coping skills. So in the beginning, they were finding ways to do it and Zoom and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, introverts were doing okay because they were used to being on their own anyway. Um, but what they found was extroverts started going stir crazy, and so did introverts. However... Mm -hmm. They said introverts are going to have the harder time with reentry because mm -hmm. it, normally a true introvert can go out and be social, but then it takes them a long time to um, kind of regroup, get their energy back to do it again. They need to yes, recharge their batteries. Yeah. And they're saying, so now like they've been inside for so long that going out is going to be like really overwhelming because it's, you know, it's just so much bigger than it would have been right. in light of everything. And, you know, then there's the common concerns of fear of getting sick. People have anxiety about readjusting to society. There's concerns about losing the gains we've made. And I understand that one because one of the upsides to this is it's really taught me to slow down. As you well know, I'm a like, go, 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 go all the time. Right. And, um, you know, I've had to learn to just kind of step back, take it slower. And it's been really good. But I think that lends itself to a whole different part of it, right? Because I think then it's forced, it does, it's not everybody. So again, I feel like it's made me realize what's important and who's important. Yes. And but, how- But you don't want to lose that. That was one of the concerns. Right. It's like you get back, you get back in your groove and then suddenly right. all of those gains that you've made, like you said, what's important, who's important- suddenly you've, you know, you're right back where you were. So that's, that's been one of the things that I've been reading about that they're saying, you know, people are concerned. Like, I don't want to lose what I've learned. I don't, you know, 
Yeah, that's okay. So that you're looking coming. I could, I mean, I could see myself getting back slowly back into my routine and then suddenly being back on my like, you know, spinning wheel like a gerbil and forgetting all about how I knew how to slow down. Yeah. So, you know, I I, want to be mindful not to go back to that. Yes. Because it, when you think about it, was it a, the year went by quickly. And I think it's different for everybody. Um, how they felt that way. But when we look back on it, always right, when you look back on something, sure. Hindsight. It, it seems like it, I can't believe it's a year. I can't believe well, it's, it's been more year. than a year, really. Right. It has been. And fortunately for both of us, we, I didn't, I didn't lose any of my family um, to it or, you know, death or illness. So right. that makes the big difference too, or anyone close to me. So um, that it, it just still feels long, but it didn't seem like the worst thing ever. I recognized the suffering other people had, Mm -hmm. but it did force me to be more introspective. It did force me a lot of different things, but my experience in that year was different, right? I had Mm -hmm. an aunt pass from not from COVID. And so that whole experience of having to deal with that was a very different one, right? Mm -hmm. I lost my job. That was a big thing because I was like, of course it was. Big wheel of job, 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 constantly always two jobs for as long as I can remember. And that was just such a long thing, but I look back and that was a hard thing. And I'm going to talk about that next, but you know, that is, it was just, it doesn't seem that long. It seems like, okay, I don't want to forget how I was feeling. Like you said, I want to be mindful of take the minutes, the lessons that you learned. Yes. Right. Right. And, and I think for me, the lesson that I learned was, uh, to live a more balanced mm-hmm. lifestyle. And, and I can yeah. easily see myself slipping back into my old habits oh. because let's be honest, for 50 plus years, I was that person. Yeah. And for one and change, yeah. I was forced to be someone else. So that's a very small percentage of my lifetime. But I, I'm hoping that I will be you know, wise enough to yeah. take that and apply it and remind myself, slow down. You don't have to do everything in one day. Like, You can take, you know, that 20 minutes to like sit and enjoy a cup of tea and, you know, be introspective or read an article instead of just go, 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 go. Yeah, that's it. That's a good way to say it, Susan. I hope and I'll, I'll remind you. I know you will. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, remember when you said (laughs) episode 16, minute 31, (laughs) just sit down for a second. Exactly. My, my, my personal, I'm going to digress slightly about this to talk about. Um, I think I sent you an article. My sister originally sent it to me a month or so back about a new phenomenon that they've been, that people have been coining, right? That there's, Oh, I know. Yeah. Languishing. Languishing. Right. Yes. And I love it because it is exactly where I'm at, I think. Spot on. It is, I mean, right? I read that and I read it to a couple of quotes to a couple of friends and we were all like, that's it. That's exactly yeah. it. Right. Because for me, it's a lot, right? Because you're, it's like you're showing that. So the definition of it, as they say it is, is you're showing up for life, but living without purpose or aim. Mm-hmm. And that is like, so true, especially in my case, right? Like I am showing up and doing, I had to, you know, cook for Garrett when he was home from school and I had to go grocery shopping for my parents and take care of them. But, you know, my job was gone and, and that made me realize how much of my purpose and aim was about doing that job. Right. Right. 
So I don't have that anymore. So you have to like reconfigure your life and figure out now what? Yes. And it's not a depression or a sadness. It's just like this absence of feeling good about what's happening right now in my life. And just, and, 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 and that definition is exactly me. Like you feel that way. Well, it's kind of like when people would text me and be like, you know, hey, like, how are you feeling? And I'd be like, meh, you know, and or I'd say I feel kind of flat. Yeah. Like it wasn't like I was depressed, Mm -mm. but it wasn't like I was happy. I was just sort of like existing. Right. Was more fortunate than so many people who were really suffering. Um, And I did have gratitude, not, you know, not that. Yeah, well, aware, whatever. Anyway, um, it's 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 you're right. I I did recognize the goodness and how fortunate I was to have what I had, be where I was, that we were healthy, all of that. But now that it's kind of over, I guess that's where I'm going with it. Oh, I see. So, are you languishing now? I'm. I I guess very much. I think I am still languishing. I think it is. Um, you know, there's the, jo- you know, there's the job situation that, you know, it's like, do I really want to do it again? Do I need to, do I want to Right, And that is a whole big spinning cycle too, to be on that yeah. is very difficult. And what do I do every, I'm not used to, I'm not used to having my whole day ahead of me with, with no purpose, little, without little, without yeah. purpose. Right. Like, I would say I'm I can, intermittently languishing because yeah. intermittently I will have some purpose, whatever you want to call it, activities that I, that I have to plan for and execute. And so I'm focused, but when I wake up on a day where I have none of that, yeah, I would say I'm, I'm somewhat in that same space, just sort of like, okay, another day, but the groundhog day. Yeah, that is true. The result of that though, is it, I, I'm noticing it's taking, um, the lack for me, like a lack of even, um, wanting to do anything. Right. Exactly. Like, it kind of sucks the energy out of you when you're flat like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know, oh, I can go back out and I can go to a restaurant or I can go to lunch or, you know, but I, and part of me is, I don't know how to do that. Like, I don't know how to schedule lunch with friends. I never had, I never had that opportunity and I know how to Okay. I'll it. teach you. But that's not what I'm <laughs> you, can you text them and say, Hey, do you want to have lunch? That's not what I'm saying. I know I'm teasing. It, it's, Right. It's, it's bigger than that. I think into a point and, and, and that could sound really silly, but no, I think that's yeah. trying to figure out how to re-enter society Yes, because for you, and this applies to me in a different way, but like you're re-entering society, but you're a different person now because you're yes. no longer Melissa with the two jobs, whatever. So you're like, well, wait, how do I do this? I didn't, yeah. this, I, when I left society, when things shut down, I was, I was this person right. and everything has changed so much that now I'm that person. So where do I fit into this scheme? Yeah. And for me, it's a little different, but like when, when I left society, I lived in Denver and I had this whole full life yeah. and now it's, things are opening up and I'm in Boston in an apartment where I don't live near anyone I know. And I'm like, okay, hmm, how okay. am I going to do this? Yeah. So it's different, but the same because you're just like, it's in front of you, but it's a different landscape and it's not one that was the same landscape that you saw when you locked your doors yeah. and went inside yeah. so to speak. Yeah, exactly. That's and I think a lot of people are experiencing so, that because life has changed so much. Even if they didn't lose their job, their job has changed. 
it's now sure. they're working from home or they're having staggered where they go in two days or, mm-hmm. you know, they were with their kids all of, all the time. And then now they're trying, you know, just so many things have changed so much that I would say probably for at least half, if not more of the population, that landscape is not the same. When you open your doors, you come out of the pandemic. Right. And then you're, you find yourself trying to figure out how to navigate that. Yeah. And I, and I guess part of me, it's, it's, I can say, I think I've, I guess I've considered myself an extrovert my whole life. Right. I mean, you know me almost. Oh, you're definitely, I'm I'm not, but you are, but, but I can, I can say that I I'm happy. I've been invited to a few um, social, you know, outings with friends, you know, small, Mm -hmm. nothing crazy at their house, backyard, outside, everyone's very fun stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this is great. I want to do it. I'm excited to get invited. Let's go. And I go and I do it. And then I'm done of it. And I'm like, okay, I'm like the, I, I feel like I'm introverted now. Yeah. Like, you, okay. Where you're going. I'm like, you sound like an introvert. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, now I just need to like detox and like regroup and say, okay, that was great. I want to do that again. But yeah, when am I going to do that again? Like, See, that's funny. I don't, I, I don't think of myself as extrovert. There was a term and I didn't write it down. There was extrovert, introvert, and then there was a combination. And I would say I'm a combination. Yes. Because when I, like, if I go to a party, I can't, I'm not the person who's going to walk up to strangers. Like, okay. I, I, if you're there, I'm going to be joined at your hip. You introduce me to someone. We have a good conversation. Now I can talk to them. But, like, I'm not extrovert in that way. But I'll talk to anyone in the grocery store line. Yes. Anyone and you know strangers on the train, I don't know, um, but I'm just shy in situations where I don't know people, and it's a kind of a finite group. Mm-hmm. But I don't need to go home and regroup. I'm not tired or anything like that. I could do it a million times. And you know, in terms of uh, going out and stuff, when we were in California for the four months, we were in. Um, it wasn't a retirement community where we live, but it might as well be everybody. We're like the youngest ones there and everyone was vaccinated. And so it was very social. We had some friends who rented a house there for a month and every night we had cocktail parties and we went out or people came over and like, it was, I mean, I was so sad to leave. It was so fun. So unlike you, I was like raring to go because Mm -hmm. it was a safe bubble. And so Mm -hmm. like I could do it again and again. And maybe that just needs to happen, right? Maybe I need to have more to, have to do without them like I don't have the motivation to create it either that's an interesting thing because that wasn't always my 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 jam necessarily Mm -hmm. right like I always was happy to do things and I did and I did sometimes take coordination of of certain things because that's what I do but since my job was which I still do is my meeting planning like sometimes it wasn't always enjoyable socially to have to plan something because Right. I did it all day, right? Sure. So I always loved hopping on the train when someone else, if someone else would, you know, say, let's do it. Okay, I'm right there. I'm coming. What, right? Yeah. So, but that motivation now that I can do it, I guess that's, I guess that's what I'm saying about the month. My motivation is I can and I have the opportunity. And now I'm just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know what? You'll get there. Or you won't. I mean, maybe, maybe you're not a lunch gal or a coffee gal. So maybe you're just a, Hey, let's meet for drinks gal. I don't know. Well, I think that's probably part of it. All right. Well, you can come visit me and I'll, I'll help ease you in. Oh, perfect. Susan. We can work on that. That's right. We can have social etiquette class. Yeah. Like, like easing into society 101 hosted by Susan. 
and I'll be like, okay, hold my hand. We're going to go outside now yeah. and go to a restaurant. This yeah. is what's called having lunch. That's just, <laughs> yes. No, don't get me wrong. That's not, that's not it. So anyway, okay. So I know I'm kidding. That's, that's my, that's my little uh, detour off the road there. So, right. so let me ask you this yeah. before we wrap things up. Do you have any, like, as we re-enter society and as things quote unquote, go back to normal, do you have any concerns? Like, is, do you have anything like the one thing I worry about is X or like, I'm worried about the Delta variant and it, the South and it then kind of splitting off into it, impacting everyone else around the country. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't have that concern. I, I do have, like I said, like I would love it if servers would wear their masks all the time again. Mm -hmm. Do I have, but is that concerning enough? No, but that's not a concern. That's just on your wish list. Do you have any, like you're going back into society and like you're dipping your tone and you're afraid. Yeah. No, I'm not afraid going back in, but I just, in the back of my head, you know, I read the news every morning. They're talking about this. They keep saying, Oh, the people in the South, they're not getting vaccinated. I just keep thinking, Oh God, please don't let them get sick and then get innocent people sick. Well, that's my biggest thing. That's that. But that's not me being fearful for myself. I guess it's me being fearful for others. Correct. And I, and I, that's very noble of you too, Susan. I, oh, there you go. I, so I noble. But I will say what I'm more, I think the fearful part of it is that what you're kind of a little bit talking about, and it's going to go back to the P word, um, the politic, the politicization of all of it. I'm Politicizing? A, yeah. Is what's going to happen? What's gonna, <laughs> politicaza- politicalization, I think, is a word. Oh, is what's going to happen going forward, right? Because right. how is it going to make... Yeah, can we stop making yes. it political and can we just focus on health and safety collectively yes. for everybody, not and, just for one party or the other, or, oh, you're right, I'm wrong, but like, let's just look at science. But it's so big, so big, and so big in that arena mm-hmm. that it, it is going to impact future of of everything, right? So how are the politi- how are politicians gonna? I, yeah, I hate that. There was a there was a um, but I quote that, that I saw that said like I don't have polio. I didn't get polio. I don't know. It had a couple like whatever it was, and then it said like thanks science, and I was like yes, exactly. Can we just stop focusing on this from like a political standpoint and just look at it like, you know, I, I, there's all these things that didn't happen to any of us because they came up with a vaccination and we are, you know, are lucky to have never worried about it. Can we just approach it like that? Right. But that's, that's but it's fear. Right. That's but it's fear. so far, it seems like it's too late because to your point, right. it's been so politicized that now it's, it's no longer health and safety. It's like the right and the left and, yeah. you know, and that's impacted. That's going to impact. I think our future elections are going to look back. Oh. That's going to impact how people. I. I just. I. I'm fearful of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I. Yeah. I. I, I agree. You have a good it point. Showed, it showed so much division in the country. This issue, which was heartbreaking, because it, is, it was. I in my lifetime, which would be the same as your lifetime, yeah. except you're older. Um, <laughs> I don't remember ever having a point in time where. I ever questioned or thought about if my, if this person was, you know, this party or that party or where they stood or, you know, if they felt one way or the other, I never, it just was never something that, you know, my, would get my blood pressure up or make me worry or that was so, such a primary focus of every news article and every, you know, everywhere you turned and God, there's so many other things going on in the world that are just horrific. And it's like, we just, are just seem stuck in this yes. one polarizing situation. It, well, it, 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 this situation, this pandemic, I think 
showed the division so clearly and made the people pick sides on it. I feel it's just, again, it's just how I feel about what I've read, what I've, what I've been exposed to that. I think that's, that that's going to be very hard to fix. It's going to be very hard for people to come well, together. You can't go backwards. I no. mean, you can't rewrite what's already no. transpired. And so yeah. it's like, how do we find a way to move forward and get to a point where we can all just focus on what's going to keep us safe yes. and, and not think of it as a political you know, we're agenda. Country, right. Come back together as a country. Yes. Do the right thing for everybody in right. the country instead right. of worrying about no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, I can't do it. And no, yeah, I like that gal who was like, you. it's disgusting. Yeah. I was like, like, it's horrible. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, like it's uncomfortable, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not sure I would go so far as to never get on a plane again because they want me to wear a mask. I, I think mean, that's shooting yourself in the foot and, and what, then you're stuck. Yeah, and you're you're pretty. I can't believe you engaged with that because I would have been like, oh, this. Well, I was is so gonna... caught off guard because I, I was just like, hey, yeah. how are you doing? And then it just kind of whoosh, and I, I, I couldn't get my thoughts around it. So I just said, how is your daughter? How is this? And then I just sort of got myself out of the conversation by, I think I sent a picture of my nails and said, oh, one of the upside to the pandemics, I've learned to paint my own nails really well. And I think that sort of put an end to it because it was like, you're an idiot. I'm like, okay, <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs> I'm really good at being an idiot, apparently. That's yeah. one of my skills. No, you're, we're just good at diversion. That's well, I just are. didn't know what to say. And, and yes. you know when you're caught off guard and later you think to yourself, oh, I should have said this or I yes. should have responded that way. But in the moment, because it came so unexpectedly, I was yeah. not expecting anything remotely like that that I just was sort of stunned into, into like, um, idiocy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can see that too. I would, I would do the same if I heard that in public or I heard that from anyone like in a grocery line or anything, I'd be like back in a way, back in a way. Yeah. I just no was way. like, um, yeah. I don't want to really, it was really intense Yeah, the way it was worded in such a way where it was like, you know, I, I'm sure if I had said, well, do you think that smoking on a plane is un-American? Yeah, being allowed to is un-American or blah, blah, blah. And I'd gone through my whole diatribe. I, it wouldn't have changed anything. It would have just probably uh, aggravated the situation. Yeah. So probably best that I just took a picture of my nails and shut up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, so that could be our Instagram. Yeah. Picture of my nails. <laughs> yes, hey, America. Here we are. Yes. Here's what we're not talking about. Right. Right. Good. All right. Well. So I know this has sort of been a ramblage, but that's sort of how we roll. So, um, you know, if you like it, keep listening. And if you don't, okay. <laughs> and and send us an email. Let us know. Yeah. Yes. You had me at martini at gmail.com. Anything like we, yeah. we want to know people keep texting me random pet peeves. Send me a list. We would love to do another one. And like, and that goes to anything we've talked about. If you have anything on, on the lines of this or our last episode, lies you told your kids. Or yeah. great lies your friends told their kids. We want to know because we would love to laugh with you yeah. and or get frustrated with you and also maybe do another episode about any and all. And if you want to be a special guest, yes, <laughs> yes. we can make like, that happen. We can make yes. that happen. We've done that twice. And, you know, it's we've gotten comments both times about how much people like our friends. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's right. Not us, but they not like us. our friends. No, 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 not us. Just they like we our suck. friends. They can't be that bad because that girl was really yeah. cool. That girl, Wendy, was cool. <laughs> yeah. And Katie, she really knows how to mix a drink. She so, does. There and you she's go. got wooden clogs. 
Yeah, she does. So she's the coolest. Oh, yeah. All right. On that note, we're going to end this. Thanks for listening. Yeah. As always. Thank you. Talk to you. Adios. Okay. Bye.